What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 11 of Unfiltered. Well, it's been a minute. It's been a little while. And uh, I could sit here for hours telling you about why it's been so goddamn long, but I don't have that time. And uh, let me tell you, it's not through lack of trying anyway. So I tried to get Nicky on for this one. He's been... He's been flat out as well for a number of reasons. We just haven't been able to link it up. So I got a uh, good friend and ever faithful uh, podcasty Justin Welsh in to um, just to bloody get in and chew the fat a little bit. Uh, he's been away working with Nomad Sport Fishing out in the Coral Sea, and I figured it'd be pretty interesting to get his perspective on his experience out there and uh, just, yeah, pretty much get together, chew the fat, and bloody get back in here and start recording again sort of bugs me when I don't get in here and do this stuff, I, I thoroughly enjoy it, but um, to give you any explanation of uh, how the how things are going at the moment for me, pretty damn busy, sitting in my garage on the floor, or unpacking, or, or sorry, packing all of our crap to move into a new house, so um, we're moving, uh, we'll be on the north side of Brizzy soon, and uh, yeah, flat chat, chat would work, same deal, plenty of projects on. Still keeping super busy, so just thought we'd throw this one together to um, bloody wet the teeth, get in there, have a little chitty chat. Turned out to be pretty fun. I was super bloody tired. I haven't even listened to this podcast over. Usually I go through and edit it and pull out any crap. So if there's any crap in there, I'm sorry, but I can't be bothered editing it. And I get sick of the sound of my own voice, so I'm just going to put it up raw as, leave all the bits and bobs in it. Surely I would have said something that offended somebody, but I'm sure you guys all deal with it. You know us by now. And uh, just happy to get another one off the bat. So without further ado, episode 11 of Unfiltered. Thanks, guys. Cheerio. Silent mode. Ah, oh, stuff it. Nah, it's all good. I don't even care anymore. No one rings me anyway, mate. I don't even care. Because I'm not special. I don't even know. I don't even know how to podcast anymore. I've forgotten. It's been that fucking long. You think it's been that long? I'm trying to... I was just thinking before, I'm like, man, I swear so much at work. I'm going to get back in here and just go full pirate. The D. (laughs) The D. Good God. Tell us how your life experience has been... I love Living at sea. Living abroad. What I love is that when I do come here for this, the fact that... I don't even know we're recording and you just start talking to me and I'm like, no, is this really it? You got to pay I'm attention, like, mate. You got to be okay. And then I'm like into it and I'm like, oh no, this is actually for real. <laughs> Nerves kick in. Nerves. Palms uh, are sweaty. Mom's after you handed me this foam D. <laughs> I'll hand you, no. a, a, <laughs> hand you a big blood filled D in a minute. <laughs> All your D's foam? Play your cards right. No, no, no. no. At least they float. Foam filled. <laughs> um, yeah, no, life's been... Um, it's been interesting, sort of, you know, for those that sort of don't keep abreast of me. You know, keep abreast of you? Abreast, yeah, of, of, of how I'm rolling. You've gone full nautical, eh? I have. <laughs> I've even, like, but I did have a trim of the beard for you. It got a bit wild. Did it was, you? Yeah, no. Nah, it was, it's looking nice. It's looking pretty tidy. It's, it's plump. It's You're definitely cleaning up a bit. We're the girls that come home already. Yeah. Like, and then it's going to be like, what up, daddy? It's Millie. I should, bloody, I should address them before we keep going. We could. All right, I'll just press pause. pause, pause God pause, damn it. Pause, pause. And we're back again. All right. How was that shit conversation going? What were we talking about? <laughs> Some bullshit. But, oh, what are you doing abroad? Oh, that's right. Because, like, people have clearly tuned out now. And they're like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? Oh, whatever. We'll edit it back in. Yeah. Yeah, we'll no, no, no. 
I just decided to toss in the towel at the previous job. Too much hectic shit. Pull your, get in on your mic a bit. Pull it towards you. I'll get in on your mic. It's um, big and white, unlike yours. Mm, mm. Mine's short and black. <laughs> I was going to say brown. <laughs> uh, oh, the mic, but the mic's short and black. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So, no, I quit that. Went and did my Coxman. Coxman? Yep. So, I've been calling it. I've been doing that lately, eh? Yours? Call, uh, no, calling it a Coxman instead of a Coxon. Yeah, you can call it whatever you want. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so that was good. That was a, uh, a interesting experience. Anytime you deal with uh, multiple government bodies to try and get anything done, yeah, it's just a run around. But and they're not in a rush. They're not in a mad rush for you, are they? No, they want to slow you down because then you'll pay more money. Oh man, sounds like um, government schooling or just schooling in general, eh? Yeah, yeah, pretty well. But Keep you know, crap, make them go to uni. Just pump, pump you for money. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, that's, fucking that's kids. not talking politics, eh? I There's no that shit. <laughs> Tell me, um, give us. Let's start with what would you, what's your biggest highlight? Well, from what you're doing. So you started. You worked at Nomad. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, been out on the boat for about six months or so, yeah. which is pretty cool. So for those that don't know, it's a liveaboard operation. So based in the Coral Sea. So you um, you got a, an 80 foot mothership, and uh, in generally you tow couple of sort of 25 foot contenders behind it center yep. consoles big yankee center consoles big yankees big yankees yeah and then um on the roof there's a couple of um like 17 foot skiffs i guess so yeah the key crafts actually wicked little boats so yeah it's um tour around the different reefs and that sort of stuff got you know sort of nine or nine to twelve guests that um that come in and get out and, and go fishing each day so so pretty cool for uh, from going from what you're doing for work mm. into that, like for most people, like like myself, I'm a tradesman. Other guys that work in offices and stuff like that. Yeah, sounds like the ideal job. What's it like? Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. In in all seriousness, it's pretty cool. But yeah. like, I guess you just got to get your head around the fact that you know you're not fishing. Guides yeah. don't fish. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like I, I'd be lucky. I think between me and the uh, the other two lads that were there, I think we managed. Over a six-month period, probably two days of actually fishing with ourselves. Yeah. You know, and, and they're sick. Like, is it painful at times or it's just... You... I don't know. Look, not for me. I sort of enjoy the aspect. It depends what you're into. Like, you know, a lot of dudes love their fishing and they want to go fishing themselves. Yeah. You know, they, they love fishing by themselves. They they love... Like yourself, I guess, Fez, it, you get a goal in what you want to do and you go and track it down. And yeah. That's, that's cool and that's awesome. But, um, you know, like you, you can't... I guess you can't play that out in a, in a guiding sense, unless you're a specific guide, you know, if you're, you're well known for, let's say chasing permit somewhere or, yeah, you know, you're a tarpon guide. You're a, spe- you're a specialist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know, what we do is sport fishing in general. So, yeah, most guys want to come and chase GTs. That's what the business is known. Big fish. Yeah. yeah like you're but, at the Coral Sea, you're middle of nowhere. Yeah. But you know, the flip side to that is that most dudes that come on, on charter, they just want to catch fish. <laughs> you know, they're guys, it's a, it isn't a cheap experience to go out there. Um, so they're dudes that, you know, have got limited time off away from both their, you know, their own business in general or, um, you know, in their family. You know, they've taken a, a week off or whatever. Yeah. They just want to catch bulk fish. So, you know, you just got to cater your day around what you're doing. So mm-hmm. for me, I loved it. I love taking people fishing. I love that experience of, you know, someone getting enjoyment from, from 
you know the the fishing itself and actually from being your able experience to yeah yeah like share, yeah. sharing that um, yeah that's cool and it, you know it's, it's challenging every day you know every single day you've got a, a a set of i guess hurdles or circumstances that are put in front of you yep and it's a matter of just trying to to work through those whether it's the weather whether it's the tides the location um you know the limitations that you have with you know it might be fuel or how far you can run or or the you know the the quality of guys you got on board, guys or girls, I guess. But you know you, you you've got a mixture of people who have never picked up a, a rod in their life whatsoever. Yeah. You know, and you're expecting them to throw huge casts towards you know bombies or reef edges and things like that to catch jeets. Well, you know you you got to sort of I guess tone down your day and think about what you're going to do to to cater for the people that you got on board. So I actually enjoy that experience. It's it's cool, you know, like it, yeah. You take that on as that's your challenge is to yeah. help those guys out. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I do that a fair bit when I go fishing now as it is. Yeah, definitely. So, you, you know, know, you know, you, you just got to, like I said, I think it, it suits me and, and what my aspirations are with fishing. Um, it suits me because I enjoy that aspect of it, but I don't think it's um, it's for everyone. And man, I reckon you could burn out on it real quick, eh? Like you just... Yeah, I could see that. Just yeah. being out in the elements and that sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, that side of it, but also just, um, you know, the consistency, you, you know, you just... You're not going to get good fish eyes every trip. Yeah. You know, and it takes it takes a while. In fact, like I so said, I'll take. You, you try. You got to try and like um, be a little bit more patient yeah, with your customers and whatnot. Does, or your clients, sorry. Yeah, I mean, I've always been patient, but I guess the, the thing for for me and, and probably I had to I had to give myself a bit of a kick in the teeth with it as well was, you know, I sort of expected that everyone that jumps on boards at a level that say like me, and I'm I'm not awesome, but. Mm. Yeah, you, know, you just ex- mm. you, yeah. I mean, you've seen it. Yeah, <laughs> you're nothing. You're nothing. You're nothing bad, mate. Don't no, you worry. That's it. I've seen you're worse, pa- but not possible, much worse, mate. You're possible. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I sort of. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, the first first little bit that I was doing, and obviously not sort of having a lot of experience in it, was. Yeah, you, know, you sort of think that everyone's at that level that's going to dish out cash to go on a um, on an operation like that. Yeah, and it seems like a specialist operation. Yeah, and but you soon work out that it's not the case. A lot of punters. Yeah, they're just yeah. you know, and it's cool. It's just average dudes and who want to come out and get fishing. But yeah, they're the best ones too because they mm. don't understand the experience. And then when I I feel like yeah. those types of people when they come out with you, and they get that first initial experience, maybe a big trout or a GT, mm. and they feel the brunt of the fish. I feel like that um, those firsts, uh, they're the most awesome experiences. You know? Yeah, totally. And they're also the guys that have got an open mind and an yep. open set of ears yeah, as okay. well. So, yep. you know, it's uh, they're, they're willing to listen to the guidance that you're trying to give them as well as they're, they're generally watching what's happening around the boat as well and how other people are, you know, fishing and, and that sort of stuff. And they're the ones that um, their experience over that week and you see it, you know, you might guide them two or three times for a week or whatever. You know, they're the guys that started at, um, you know, the baseline level and they've just exponentially, you know, grown as as, as a fisherman. Yeah. Which is sick. You know, That's seeing, cool. Yeah, seeing they take that. something home, not just the experience, yeah. but some skills. And and they're also the guys that are just mega appreciative. You know, all of a sudden they do everything right. They get it right. That big trout, that big GT, you know, the RAS, whatever it is, just comes up and absolutely just clusterfucks a lure. That's pretty sick, man. And... And, you know, they, they do everything right and they land it. A bit of a luck runs their way, you know, try it and smiling on them. But, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's pretty cool. And, and they're the guys that are most appreciative. You know, they, they come with different expectations to someone who, you know, who's who, done who does, yeah, who's yeah, done a yeah. lot of it, you know. In, in saying that, um, geez, you hadn't done tons of it. No, nah, man. Like before nah. you've gone out. What did you learn, like for yourself? Oh, just Some uh, of the things that you picked up, what would be the main thing you took away? Oh, f- confidence, like... Yep. Just having confidence in it. The um, 
Yeah, I went out and did a bit of a training week when I first started with um with one of the guys, Tim Baker, who'd who'd been with the business for like fifteen years. Okay. Tim's fairly well known, South African dude, so you know, he's got that sort of level uh. of arrogance slash confidence. <laughs> um but Tim's awesome. He's he's a top dude. Um and I wish Nicky was here, give you the best South African accent. Yeah, I could drop a few, but I'll, I'll leave Go them. Do it. I'll give leave them for what, no, no, no. Come on, mate. GT's on the poppers everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he, um, yeah, he was a guy. Just, you know, I was sort of, I was asking a lot of questions and trying to piece everything together in my brain. And he just like, you, you pretty much become overwhelmed with it. And he just turned around to that, you know, one day and just said, man, you just got to cut the umbilical cord. And just threw me the keys and said, I'm the decky today, you're driving, just go. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, righto. And you, you do that a couple of days in a row. And it's like, well, actually, I can do this. You just yeah, piece yeah. it together. Confidence takes yeah, over. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's, you know, I actually, you know, one thing I have done quite a bit of that works well with, you know, it actually has a lot of similarities to, to working water, well, finding water for GTs. It was dam fishing for Barra. Yeah. You know, you have in a dam, you don't have a current. You don't yep. have a tide, but you do have one influence, and that influence is wind. Yeah. And when wind pushes into certain locations, it does create current. It does create pressure points. There's more things that create current, right? Not just tides, or not just oceanic. Yeah, yeah. But breaking it down in a dam, there's only one thing that does. Yes. Okay. And that means that you've got to focus on that and learn how to read the water around those particular areas to try and get the best results from yep. it. Well. If you apply that same thing with the tide, firstly take it with the tide and look at where the tide's going to hit those sorts of areas and stuff like that, you're already found three or four spots. It's so funny that you say that because I feel like um, I've done the opposite. Mm. Once I started popping and, and learning my way around how GTs yeah. um, feed and navigate, um, I took what I learned from fishing for GTs into yeah. chasing other fish. Yeah, totally. And the principle was that exactly the same. Yeah. So like even Dan Barra, I noticed that straight away. I, yeah. s- I saw a current edge, uh, wind affected edge. I could see the, the um, you know, you see the, what do they call it? The current line. Yeah. And it's like, what do they call it? Wind I, lane? I could, coming, yeah, wind lane or a bubble. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Coming off a point and, um, you know, heads up from the guys up there. This is where the fish were. And it just, it made complete sense. It all yeah. added up. Totally, you know, and, and then once you sort of start, you're just breaking it down to each of the elements, you know, and then all of a sudden you add in, 15 or 20 knots of wind you know pushing on there well, all of a sudden that's its own current so it yep. starts skewing it slightly off where you think the real Push point it's going to hit it yeah yeah gotcha. yeah, yeah. You, know, you have that you know and then then you had crazy stuff on the outside edge like oceanic current and things like that and which swell were different and those sort of things yeah, yeah but you know you just build your confidence and and you know away you go and i guess that's the big thing the worst thing you want to have is a guide regardless if it's his first day or he's been on the water for 10 years is to someone that doesn't come across confident you know like yeah you want your yeah. guide to be like you cast over there yeah we're gonna get we're gonna get rock. fish here yeah but, yeah yeah you know and up there i guess you gifted a little bit that you sort of in waters that aren't terribly pressured you do have you know species like gts aren't commercially targeted so they're not you know, you don't have that that aspect of those fish being taken from the um, yeah. From if you the find ecosystem. the right area yeah. and you find the right recipe, the fish are going to be there nine the, nine times out of ten. The hardest thing I found, you know, particularly over the last well, you know, you, you go through those sort of um, autumn and winter months is up there southeasterly trade winds blow. Yep. So it's like so gnarly. It's like twenty to twenty five knots every day. Yeah, and yuck southeaster, and that means that trying to find bait, and when you're standing at deck level trying to find like your, your fusiliers and stuff like that that you'd usually see at one section of a bomby or yep. you know, consistently you're kind of looking for these tiny little 
discrepancies yeah. in the surface. And and I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was this year, if it's normal, but it just blew so hard. They just weren't there. Like they're there, but they're deep. And you yeah. can't see it at deck level. Okay. You've just got to assume that that's where they are and have enough confidence to go, bam, okay, if I make enough casts into those right spots, I'm yep. going to find where they are. And then all of a sudden, you would come across a little patch here or there and that sort of stuff. Is that stuff. where your planning and stuff sort of comes in handy? Yeah. I yeah, mean, so you sort of, you know the recipe, mm. so you don't exactly have to uh, see it when yeah. you rock up. So the, the job's already done e- half before Yeah, and every there. reef system's different. You know, like there was plenty of places that I've never been before. There's plenty of places that I had and I'd fish through there, you know, with billfish and stuff like that. And yeah. I'd, you know, you fish in different species, but there was new reef systems that you turn up to and you sort of just get to the point where, you know, the Navionics app's your best friend because it does three things. One, reefs grow in the direction that the current flows. Yeah. So those reefs inside the, the hard line were angled certain ways. It was like, well, okay, well, that's the direction of current. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're like, well, there's there's your, your, um, your run-in spots, there's your run-out spots. Two, yeah. Navionics app obviously shows tides for that area. So that was giving you your tidal variance. And the other thing on there that people just don't look at is look for the little current arrow. Oh, and don't, yeah. don't click on the current arrow, but actually... You move sorry. the tides, and as you move the tides, your current arrow will swing? Yeah, you can do that, but the better thing on it is if you click on the tar- current arrows on the app and then go to details, yep. it actually shows your current chart. So it gives you peak float, peak tidal float, peak and to- what time of the okay. day it's going to be. And does it say what... It's mainly that's it tidal knots and stuff. That's mainly tidal uh, influence, isn't it? Yeah, well, that is tidal influence. So, yeah. you know, yeah. for if you can look at that for the area, you know that, you know, between... Yeah, you, you run out. You know tide. which direction the current's going to be coming from at each point of the day. Well, that plus, you know, obviously with GTs, you want to get your current the most peaks. current. Yeah, yeah, particularly when you're fishing neeps and stuff Don't like that. Don't give away my secrets, man. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, Navionics is your best friend. Navionics Anyone out there that's looking to get into GT fishing, any, any, whatever yeah. fishing, man. Navionics is your best friend in the salt water. Twenty twenty five bucks for an app on your phone, and it just, you know, it makes it so good. That and the other thing I used was um. Uh, on our chart plotters, I mean, um, we had. Uh, ooh, I touched the table. Yeah, well. Yeah, I can still hear it echoing. <laughs> it's like someone hitting me in the head in my brain. Um, the other thing I found was we used the CMAP um, 4D charts, okay. which give you a, um, a Google Earth overlay. Yeah. So for the reef fishing, particularly, like, okay, if you see. So you can it, see the type of reef and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and you can see, like, okay, you know, finding blue holes or sections of drains, like reef drains. Which we were for, talking about this, hey. I think so. Yeah, oh, think like little about knobs and edges that yeah. poke out a little, a little yeah. bit more distinctly than other and, edges. And Navionics, even with their um, sonar chart, you know, thing turned on on Navionics mm-hmm. app, it isn't going to give you that detail no, once you're up on the reef itself. No. But finding that, finding those reef drains, so that when you do have a run out tide and stuff like that, you know, you you've got a couple of those spots or the first spots that they're going to flood up into, so the GTs are sitting in and waiting for the bait to come in, stuff like that. You can see that through there. So yeah. being able to sort of combine those, that's a big help to me. But I don't know. I just got to the end that you know, and I'm I'm definitely no guru with it, but it's just. And I will never be compared to a lot of the guys that have come well, before me. You're always learning, anyway, man. Regardless, yeah. it doesn't matter how fucking good people say you are, how yeah. good you think you are. You gotta, you gotta remember, you're always learning. Yeah, and it doesn't like, matter how many you caught. You, every, I oh, guarantee every, every you, the guys fish. that have been doing it forever, mm. they learn shit every single time they go out. Either that, or they'll, they'll, something will surprise them. Eventually. Yeah, definitely. And that's that happened to me that many times where you, you know, you just couldn't get to the right side of a bombie because the, the current was, you know polar opposite to what the um the wind is yeah so you just can't be casting directly into the wind to hit the the perfect edge and things like that and the amount of fish that you pulled off the backside and stuff like that you're just like you should not be there 
Yeah. And yet they were. You they know, do though. They like hide. They, they're hanging behind. I've noticed that a lot. Yeah. When you're picking that up. Yeah. yeah, like, it, yeah everyone know. says the front edge. Yeah. I think nine times out of ten, they're sitting in the back edge. You're throwing at the front edge and they're facing into the current mm. behind or beside the... I, I find a lot, they hang beside the structure and they'll... They'll dip they in rush and out. from the side. Yeah. They rush from the side. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it's always good to be casting from the front edge. But um, a lot of the times, if it's a really gnarly sort of area or a gnarly mm. sort of bommy um, and jagged, I'll sit behind the rock, cast in front of it, work the lure really fast until I hit the bommy. Yeah. And then I'll work it normally. And mm. nine times out of ten, they'll come out from the sides and come up on top of the bommy to hit it. Yeah. And the, the beauty of that is you're then down current. So you've got the current in your favor as mm. well as your your boat angle yeah that's it i mean the, the hard thing that we always had in those scenarios is it's just yeah every single piece of structure you want to fish that looks awesome that's got bait that's pumping current like absolutely smoking current on it is always opposite direction to 25 knots of wind and you're sitting <laughs> sideways in a 25 foot contender and you got and you got guys top. that haven't cast before trying yeah. to cast into wind yeah. or cross wind that's that's and that's always fun it's usually like at the start of the day it's like righto boys let's get the heavy gear out and have a cast um we're going flats fishing yeah you know and it's just like oh yeah we'll you know we'll, we'll get your casting ironed out then we'll go back and do that and the, yeah you know, in the peak time of the tide and stuff like that so yeah man it was it was awesome yeah no, like even, what are some, give some what are some of your best experiences oh uh, like a first the first charter i ever did for him had a whole boat booking of non-english speaking chinese Get out of town. Yeah, and I, I learned... Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I learned some awesome Chinese words. Fantastic, yep. yeah. Uh, lines up means uh, cast again. <laughs> um, cast over there means cast polar opposite to where you are. I cast everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop what you're doing means keep going. Um, no, it was, that, that was... That's hilarious. That was the best thing that could possibly happen because you had to find another form of communication to be yep. able to get... You know, and I was lucky. You know, the guys I had on board were um were gun jiggers, so oh righty, yeah, and, and like slow pitch guys. So, so it like, was like off to this edge, Just yeah, chase yeah. trout, yeah. So it was like, let's go to Linden Bank and I'll find you some sharks. Yeah, but, <laughs> oh yes, they were big doggies. That's hilarious. <laughs> but you know, stuff like that. But that, I mean, that that was cool. Um, cruising out in the middle of nowhere and having you know small seabirds land on your head because I'm oh, a tall. That's sick. Was it you who was telling me about that? Yeah, and this rode with me Let's for like 10 mile. Yeah, just come and landed on my head. Because I haven't it... seen humans before or something. Well, that and the that fact tired. that old mate's just cactus. He's been out there flying around for, you know, whatever Needs long. To chill. Yeah, so he just come, comes and lands on Don't your head Don't they still in the water? Yeah, I think so, but probably I'm, I'm a bit better than that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not like liquid. But <laughs> yeah, you get them sitting in boats and all that sort of stuff. 20 knots couldn't be that comfortable sitting nah, on the surface of the water. That's right. Um... Last couple of trips, sight cast like a twenty kegger on a um on a, a sand flat. GT. Twenty kegger. Yeah, that was cool. You just had four four. There was this, this sand spit that come off this reef edge, just like sort of hard reef edge, like straight down. And this um and the sand spit that came off it next to this really sort of deep cutout. Yeah. Um, where the tide would just rush along it, and out of the deep, just cruising down the edge of the flat, just picking off trout as we went, and sort of come up out of there was just four or five. You know, proper, you know, like good, good, like GTs, like yeah, in, for, for that sort of water. Like you're probably only sitting in three to four meters of water. You know, the reef edge has only got like, I don't know, eighty to eighty centimeters to a meter over it, and yeah, just you know, I was like, quickly turned the boat sideways so all three dudes could have a cast into it, 
and you know everyone gets excited so the first two casts go like absolutely nowhere you know and the, and the third guy just lands it perfectly but he had the biggest belly in his line i've ever seen oh my God, I love and it. it was it was awesome as soon as the lure landed probably landed about eight or ten meters away from the the lead fish yeah and he just lit up and just <laughs> screamed it straight into it and the cool thing about it is i watched firstly the eat but i could see the lure sitting in the corner of its mouth as it was running away from the other three or four fish yeah Old mate hasn't even clicked the bail arm over yet. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so this this is belly in his line so from the wind. Sh- plus, yeah. this is going on, and I just went full marlin skipper on him. I'm just wine, 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 fucking wind. <laughs> and finally, he's come tight, and he's like facing probably eighty or ninety degrees different to where the fish is going. And he yeah. just got yanked around, just like as it's screaming off. Oh, and that's just, pretty cool. Yeah, just got it. Yeah, you know, and that was on, on sort of, as we call our light gear, it's still fishing, you know, 50, 60 pound line. Yeah. But, you know, for, with... It's light out there, was, man. Yeah, so, you know, stuff like that was cool. Just other mad stuff. I had a, um, a Spano, uh, hooked a sharp mackerel off a bommy um, on one of the, the, the heavy sort of stick baits, you know, while fishing for GTs. The shark mackerel comes up and then I guess it was maybe three or four kilos. Yeah. And then next thing, a, uh, a Spano airstrikes it and cuts it in half in the air. Whoa. And all that was left was two halves of a, um, of a, like a, uh, a shark mackerel, like a four or five kilo shark mackerel. Damn, nature. I don't know what it is about sharkies. Every fucking fish must hate them. I had packs of GTs come up and just rape them. Like, really? Beat them up to that. Because they, they school up and they don't get that big. Yeah, but they just so out there. They'd just be that's yeah, a food I mean, source. Marlin love them. That's you, you keep them for for um, for skip baits and swim baits for marlin. But yeah. like, man, the GTs used to come out and beat them and actually get either side of them and just ram them. And you couldn't get them to eat the, another popper or a stick bait that you threw threw at them. They were just so intent and in beating the piss out of these um, these sharkies. Wow. So they must really hate them. They must just be like total assholes yeah. of the fish. <laughs> just pick on them. Yeah, eh? <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Um. Oh, how's that? How does that root like now? Like now that you're back and you've you've mm. seen all that bullshit fishing out there, mm. what's your enthusiasm like right now? It doesn't change. No, nah, man, for here, home, loving it. Like I've I've been, I've, I've been home for like a week. You get on the rod. That's probably the best part. Yeah, well, that, I mean, I haven't been fishing yet, but I'm I'm I just love driving boats to start with. So like and being around boats, but it's I'm like sitting there twiddling my thumbs at home. Like, my dick's going to fall off because I've been pulling it that much <laughs> to start with. But secondly, and just like... You've been, been spending too much time at sea. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I just want to be Those squid heads are getting old, eh? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, um, you know, even today, like, you know, uh, two of my mates have bought new boats and, you know, and they've, they've got to get them. One up from um, uh, from Newcastle, the other one, you know, has got to go from the sunny coast up to Cairns. So it's like, oh, yep. fuck, what can I do? You know, can I help you out on it? When are we going? Like, you know, let's start planning the trip so we can get it there. Yeah. You know, just boat delivery type stuff. But, yeah, even fishing, like, you know, we're going to go bass fishing next week and, you know, up Somerset and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm pumped for that sort of stuff. Like, even, like, I mean, like, even chasing the dirty old brim at home, like, in the river and stuff like that. Like, fishing's fishing. I don't That's really what care. I feel like, man. Yeah. Everyone asks, uh, I get asked a lot of times by people, like, um, moving back down from Rocky, whether I'm really that into it down here. I love it. Hmm. Well, I work too much. That's the main reason I need yeah. to get on the water tons. Yeah. But I, I like to make my, my time my time count. Um, living where I'm living, it's sort of difficult to... Um, you sort of everywhere's, you know, minimum 20 minutes before you're on the water. Yeah. You know? Oh, look, that's one of the advantages. But I like everything, man. Yeah. You know? like Oh, and that's all, man. I'm, you and I, I'm, we've I'm, done carp. Yeah. 
With, uh, oh, man, I don't know. I'd, I'd go brimming tomorrow. Yeah, it's just fish. Fishing's fishing. Yeah, I really exactly. care. I just like doing it. So, you know, for me, I don't sort of have the hangouts with species and stuff like that. But, you know, it's just, it, it is it is what it is. And I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm just as keen and frothing to, to do my stuff down here as what I am elsewhere. But I guess, you know, the next thing for me is like to complete polar opposite, going to chase Barra for six months. Yeah, so you've... you've Moved on from Nomad, yeah, jumped so, into a new job. Yeah, new, with, new um, I'll, I'll wait till I get there, then we can talk about it. Are you, <laughs> so, have, well, you're not lo- fully locked into it yet? At this stage, I am, yeah. So I'll just, I'll just say I'm going to the Northern Territory to chase Barra. Yeah, okay. Yeah, at one of the lodges up there. So yep. that's, um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's, it's very, very different. Yeah, it's obviously Barra for me is pretty special fish. Yeah, fuck yeah, um, sick. So it'll be nice to to go from, you know, doing the reef stuff and reading all of that and the clear water and the big boats and the liverboard type stuff, you know, full on crazy. Man, those days are massive. Like, yeah, yep. you know, we've had days where we've worked, not That's days, but we've had, you know, consecutive days where we've worked 48 hours straight because you're, you, you're driving a boat like as in the mothership from where you got to go to where you got to get to, do a full day's guiding. You know, and then jump back on and, and drive all the way through the night chug, to get chug, to where chug, you're going. Yeah, so yeah. you know, like all that sort of stuff. So you know, to, it's going to be way different from doing the commercial marine side of it, where yeah. it, it's like a really you know, you're actually using your ticket a lot. Yep. Not so much just being a fishing guide and going fishing, but actually you know, doing your watches, doing your deck logs, doing your maintenance, doing you know, servicing, doing all that sort of stuff that you do as a um, as as someone that you know is involved in the commercial marine side of it yep versus just going fishing so i'm, I'm looking forward to to just doing that just doing the, the hardcore fishing side of it but also somewhere completely different yeah you know? it's always good to to you know to mix it up yeah That's my thing like um hitting the hitting the water in general when i'm fishing mm. i rarely do the same thing back to back yeah i mean i don't mind it because you get a um but i mean back to back is great because you start to piece together what happens through a cycle of course of course but the problem is a spice of life but the problem with that is who has a 28 days to go and fish the same system day after day after day after day and still have a full-time job doing people people that are um in their early 20s don't have any commitments no kids no girlfriend yeah guess what but they still got to go to work to pay for it yeah. Oh well, depends. Depends if you're doing it on a kayak. It's pretty cheap. Yeah. True. <laughs> true. But you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I know to, exactly. To put together what you a mean. full cycle, and then you, you you know you're still not taking into consideration weather events and stuff like that, seasonal patterns. But yeah, you got yeah, your windows. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So, you know, that's um that, that's all pretty cool, and yeah, I don't know. There's, there's gonna gonna be some pretty oh, pretty you, sick experiences. Are you from gonna it. be down? For, are you um when do you start there? Are you gonna be down here for the bounty? Uh, no, 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 and I'm not fishing the bounty this year, so I'm pretty devo about Boo. it actually. Yeah, so obviously you're the. Um, I think the Guff, Pally. I think Guff gave me a, a guy. Pearly dogged me. Yeah, he's fuck good. you, Pearly. Yeah, no, it's alright. Stuffed us last year. It's, it's, sh- it's, sh- never pre-fishing. Haven't pre-fished in two years. It's funny because you say that, but actually, me and Pearly are the secret team. <sighs> I'll kill you both. Yeah, yeah, I'll rip his down like last year, first and last time I ever. Well, you're not Pally ripping. In a you're not bounty. ripping Pearly down if he's on your team, are you? Oh, it's hey man. There's there's teams, and then there's the individual. Oh, prizes. there's teams within the teams. Yep. There's no team. There's no I in team, but there's a oh, dirty man. bit of me. Hey, Fever, going nuts. I've got this box of fucking um, fly. What do you call it? Materials. Oh, is that what it's called? You know what? Oh, okay. <laughs> you have a funny well, story. Well done. <laughs> oh shit! Just drop stuff. Stop um, breaking it. Funny thing that those boxes. Those boxes. Right. Yeah. I do you want to describe them? 
Oh, they're just oh shit. I don't know. There's big, big. What do you call it? Big Tupperware containers. About a... big Tupperware containers. What Fez well, is trying right. to say is you go to Silly Solis anyway, or whatever busted ass shop and you buy those five dollar containers with the clear lids. They're and massive. Clips on they're it. not five dollars. They're fifty dollars. Fifty bucks. No, I don't know. You I'm got ripped. Fucking, I'm trying to tell a good story here, oh, man. God. For fuck's sake. Oh no. Um, I bought it. I was flicking through looking for fly tying gear on um on classifieds or whatever it was. Fair while ago. Oh, eBay, it might have been eBay. Was and I found a um, commercial fly tying deceased estate. Oh, no. There's some old school shit in there, eh? That dude must have oh, must have been collecting some shit. But every time, literally every single time I, I open that box, mm. or if it's been open and I walk within the vicinity, just <laughs> the worst hay fever ever. Oh, really? Like, it's got some shit in there. How can they sprinkle these ashes in there or some <laughs> shit, eh? <laughs> Do you reckon it's like... I don't know what it is, you know, the, oh, like in the Green Mile, where old mate like spurts out all of those evil shit out of his mouth. I reckon it's like that. You don't oh, even know the awesome. movie, I'm saying. The Green Mile? Yeah, that was that one where there was that big black dude who was on death row, Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah, had, yeah, the, yeah, he had the, gnarly, the gnarly burning piss, and he grabbed him around the, the balls and said, right, old balls, I'll clear you up. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> All the shit came out oh, of his yeah. mouth, and he's, he's he was right to wee wee from there. Well, I lost. It. What were we talking about? Barra, bounty. Yeah, the bounty. Yeah, so you're not you're not in 100 percent not in. Uh yeah, no, I'll be working. I think what's well, a bounty is probably the third week, second or third week of October. Yeah, I think it's like early, early, early October. Bryn oh, Matthews man, called me today because he was he's coming up that same weekend. He's like, oh, should I get a rocky fish? I was like, fuck yeah, but Whoa, there's going to be another 80, 80 boats on them. Like, if you want to go there and learn every single spot in one day yeah. to fish that river, you can just roll down it and um, and slay them. Yeah, everyone's sort of everywhere. And it's, it's good. Um, I enjoyed it last time, even though it was oh, tough rocks. fishing yeah. last oh, time. You know, it, it always is. is it, you know, yeah, they had that one year that it just went absolutely spazzo, but... I mean the the advantage. That's 2011, yeah. Yeah, you know, but you know the advantage this year after two years of um, net, net free. free zone, that the shout out to net free zones. Whoop whoop. <laughs> yeah, hashtag <laughs> net free zones. Um, yeah, man, it's you know obviously they've had two years of recruitment, which is pretty cool with good yeah. rains through there, and obviously a lot of fish coming from the freshwater side as well through the barrage. Um, and the big thing even that I've noticed, and I you know I haven't fished it this season because i've been away but even last season i spent a lot of time on the river was consistency of those sort of that um year class those year classes of fish that were missing in the system because of the nets okay so like your your say your 50 centimeter fish through your 80 centimeter fish like that they were obviously your prime net fish um so they would get really small ones and really yeah you get 30s and 35s you know and a lot of those would be out of the um the billabongs and shit that had have water in them that then linked like up when it rained. Right? Yeah. yeah. Or, or you know, I caught tag ones, but they'd come from the freshwater side. So, you know, they were, they were you know, tagged as they went in or whatever, and you were catching them, you know, throughout the system, them little ones, the little, little shakers, literally, yeah. the ones that go... Yeah, <laughs> little tiny ones. Yeah. You know, so them, and then there was, like, there was a lot sort of missing. You didn't you didn't seem to catch those sort of, you caught, you know, a few, a few 60s and stuff like that, but then you sort of, like, miss those 70s and 80s and things like that. And then all of a sudden you find them big dogs. Yeah. And that was cool. But, yeah, now there seems to be more, you know, even from the guys I've spoken to this year. Like, Just a yeah. bigger variety. Yeah, yeah. And that's yep. cool. You know, they were the missing class of fish because they were obviously the perfect net fish. They were the ones that got stuck in them. Yep. Um, and, or were big enough to fuck off and get to the next 
size level, which, you know, I guess weren't moving through the same area of the river where the netters were hitting them. I don't yeah, know, or they're too big to get caught in the gill nets. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. They're blowing holes in gill nets and stuff like that, you know, because yeah. some of them were monsters. But, I think um, the head's too big, eh? Cause yeah. It, yeah, that circle, you've got to fit the yeah. right size head through it to get it yeah, caught on their to gills. to get it in there. So, yeah. you know, that, that, yeah, well, if they're just bashing their head into it and then swimming along it until they either get caught up in their fins or they get they get away from it. Yeah, okay. So, you know, that's that's cool to see. Um, uh, interestingly enough, obviously running out of cans over the last six months as well where there's another net free zone. Talking to the locals there, that's been really good. Yeah, I went up Trinity Inlet. Yeah, that's right. You didn't bloody, even, um, your dog didn't even call wait, out. What? You were out of there, weren't How'd you? How'd you know? Hey? How'd you know? He didn't even say hello. We use, aren't you out? Whoop, whoop. Oh, sometimes. Not always. I don't know, man. I was, I was just, just like, get back into fish. range. All just, of a sudden, oh, Fez is at Trinity Inlet, blah, blah, blah. Where's the call? Let's roll in. Fuck fish up. Roll out. Yeah. Pow. Ba-boom. <laughs> But um, from all reports, that's looked pretty good. It was good, man. It was a good yeah. fishery. So that's cool. So um, again, the same down at Mackay. In that, I mean, that really needed it because that that was getting fingered. But um, you know that that seems to be fairly positive as well. So you know, big um, big kudos to the uh, the guys that pushed for it and and I guess Queensland government for implementing it. And man, how good would it be if Harvey Bay went net free? That would be great. Yeah, if it was, well, We're, just Sandy Straits, you know, oh my Marine God. Park would be good to start with. Just that fishery is... Yeah, oh, the, and that's it. You have a look at it the... It frustrates me so much. Yeah, I mean, the Susan... It's so close to here. Mm. It's so accessible. It's so marketable for and tourism. The, yeah, and the Susan and the Mary River, as far as barra fishing and thready fishing is concerned, could be exceptional. Yeah, well, they have a breeding population. Mm. And then, um, you know, obviously the impact that they have through... Harvey Bay, I mean, the, the golden fishery there is almost non-existent now on the flats, which sucks. Well, some of it's green zone, so some of the areas that they used to fish. Not that, I mean, I, I fished it years ago, but I'm not really good at it. But, um, yeah, you know, it, it, it could be amazing. But well, we'll see. Get on, get involved in it if you're not already. Jump on. There's um, there's a couple of peti- uh, petitions at the moment on change.org. Hey, don't control my podcast. But yeah, get on there. Sign the <laughs> petitions. Uh, you can find that at, uh, I don't know, where they get, where, where do they get in and sign Oh, the really? So now, now you're asking Just me. shut up, right? Now you can do it because I told you to because I'm the boss around here, right? <laughs> change.org. <laughs> is that, that's, yeah, yeah, that's That's right. the website. I think that's what I use. Yeah. My tip to you. I just, anyone... everyone just busts me with links and they're like, get on there, let's do that. And I'm like, oh, fuck, all right, whatever. All I'd say get- change.org, make sure you tick the little box that says, do not email me the rest of your fucking bullshit. Yeah, tick that. Yep. I got pummeled. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm still could- trying to get You're filtering of- through it? Yeah. It's- no, nah, they're pretty good. It's not too bad. Um, Either way, it's for a good cause anyway, so I'll cop it. I don't mm. give a shit. So, Fezzy, no one's, no one's asked you, how are you doing in your life? It's no been a while since the last podcast, mate. So what's well, cracking? Well, Trina Inlet was sick. It was yep. so much fun. Uh, it was with the Buster and Baby Buster, Terry, oh. his younger brother. Mm. Um, it was just good vibes, man. And uh, we went a fish with Tommy Smith. Shout out to Tommy Smith mm. for giving us a boat and um, showing us around. That was really sick, man. It was just good to go and, like, we had to get content, but not really, you know? Like, we had mm. to just basically, um, yeah, just Instagram stories and all that sort of thing, little... Um, Bit of blog, vlogging or whatever. Yeah, that's what they call it. The but kids no. these days of vlogging. Um, so it was just a fun little project, hey, yeah, to be sweet. involved with and just experience um, 
get up there and have a look at one of the net free zones. Mm. You know what's sick? We um, just bumped in the young crew, the little little jetty rats. Yep. Shout out to those boys. I forget what the Going Instagram handle Palm is. Palm Beach there or Palm no, on Cove, the, what do they call it? I don't know the names or anything. At I, the marina? I, that was the first time I've ever been to Cairns, so I was still... I had to drive the hire car and I was so lost. It was, and it was the easiest... Once we left, I was like, God damn, this is an easy sort of place to navigate because I looked it on the map. I'm like, fuck, I don't know. I was so confused. But anyway, I was really tired. We got no sleep, the whole thing. It was so delirious. The, the storylines were you hilarious, dude. looking good on camera if you haven't slept? I don't know if I look good or not. That's, <laughs> man, that's probably just your taste. You um, undress me with those eyes, eh? Yeah, they're good eyes. Um, yeah, it was sick. Good jack fishing. That was really cool. I found... What I found cool was just the way... Um, de, you know, everyone thinks of fishing different. Like fishing with two brains, having Tommy and then um, Terry there. And then myself. And like individually, we're all fairly um, decent fishers. We all, we, you know, we all mm. get runs on the board. But we all think completely differently. And um, it was just sick. Like Tommy pulled up to this area, and he's like, "Oh, this is one of my really consistent jack spots." I'm like, "Oh fuck, it doesn't look like shit, eh?" <laughs> and we we rocked up, and it's just like a depression in the in the bank. Yeah, like very very slight. And he's like, they just he said he was just driving past, saw heaps of bait, gave it a, a whirl one day, and um, gave it a good working as the tide sort of pushed in on the start of the run in. And everything concentrated into this depression on their way up onto the flat. Mm. Really simple principle, but super effective. I mean, he was he smacked heaps of fish there, mm. and uh, that was sort of cool. That was really cool, actually. Um, we call these weird ass trevally things. I put a thing on the, the storyline to ask people what the hell they are. I don't know what the hell they are. Um, they were, they were like everywhere, and you could just like there was a lot of activity. You know, mm. um, we got a few barrel on the board. Everyone was sort of saying, like, you're going to be struggling to catch barrow that time of year up there, you know, with cold water temps and whatnot, but... I don't get that. I don't think they we, do I the same thing up further up north. They're like, oh, barrow aren't going to bite. Man, they were hot Water temperature's under 20-something, and you're like, yeah, no, they will. Well, we we lost a lot of good fish. Yeah. Like, um, and the, the funny part was we were fishing a small, um, like, an intersection in a creek, mm. like where one skinny creek drains off and falls into a deeper shoulder. Um like an elbow, sorry. And we were, we were anchored up. Yeah, we had no electric or anything. So we just anchored up on this thing and we just sort of, uh, on this um, intersection and we just sat there and pumped it, three of us. It's pretty funny, actually. Um, and when the fish moved through, and the first day we got them on plastics, just little um, squidgy prawns, mm. and they were really effective. Shimano, um, Shimano. Yeah, a little shout out, <laughs> shout out to Shimmy. Um, yeah, Terry got his on that. And then the second day, we're sitting there. I think uh, another boat had caught fish and then moved on. I forget his name. Um, but Buster knew him. And um, Buster and um, Tyson, the other bloke that Buster was with up there, they were hitting it. Mm. They were all smashing it before we got there. Um, and we got there and we chilled for a bit on the anchor. And there's no one sort of swung past. We, we peppered it. And then out of nowhere, a, a school of fish must have moved through. And the mullet just exploded everywhere, eh? And um, this this big old buff was uh, come out chasing the mullet. And I was like, oh, my God. And we all just sort of had a little heart attack. And everyone's just... Because we got fish on prawns the day before. Um, we've just gone... Pew, pew, pew. Started peppering. And I'm like, oh, man, that creek's pretty skinny. I think I'm going to... 
go through my little bag of tricks and I went through the bag, grabbed the top water out. I thought it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a tall order, middle of winter, trying to catch one on top water. But um, I don't know if it was the first or second cast in there. Boom. But straight onto it, eh? Um, and he hit it and he air struck it like a mackerel. Just <laughs> <laughs> launched. I was like, oh my God, I forgot why I love these fish so much, eh? Um, and then, uh, yeah, yeah, I went immediately i changed i'd done like one or two more casts and then changed over and went to give it the switcheroo and throw a diver on because that's yeah that's a little trick i like to use once i come up on top water i'll throw a diver hmm. i don't i know a lot of people do that um so i went to do that and then i <laughs> i was only using a shallow diver and i was dredging it was so shallow in there and um so i threw the next cast out i'm like oh nailing this cast it always works threw it in went twitch twitch hit the bottom. I'm like, God damn it. Started dragging the little on the bottom. Oh yeah. Hooked up. And it was like a real weird strike. I'm like, that was a weird strike. And then it just starts coming in. I would have flattered. Yep. In the asshole. Um, <laughs> and then I, the old yeah, flatty. ditched him. And I was like, oh fuck it. I'll just stick to top water. And I threw out again and just got the almighty boof. There's nothing better. I reckon than catching barrel on top water. I love them. Eh? It's pretty sick. Oh man. And yeah. So that was sick to get that in um, in Trinity. That told me I wasn't expecting it. Mm. Flew wasn't expecting it. And then uh, we we raised, I can't remember if it was then or was the next, yeah, it was then. And then on our way out of that creek, we raised a few at the, the mouth of that as well, which was, it was just really unexpected. And the ones at the mouth were massive. Um, so it was just literally, like, even though we didn't get those fish, it was just cool to see mm. the activity in there. Uh, and then we thought about it and I'm like, let's go hit it at night time should be sick at night time and they'll be up higher you know um so we fished those same tides that night and um yeah i I think like one of the first casts in there that same spot at night i got a an airstrike again from another barra Mm -hmm. um i saw his silhouette it was sick and then pull that back i got another swipe the next cast and on the third cast um, a big explosion. I got that barracuda. Did you see that thing? Yep. Yeah, it was a decent barracuda. And then I was like, oh, fuck, you know, the barra. Um, but it was cool. It nice shows smell. you a bit of diversity because that creek so was... So bad. The creek was fairly dirty too. So um, it was just sick to see all that action, man. And then what else did we do that night? I think Terry got another barra that night. Got hair tail. There's yeah. hair tail in there. And then on the way out of that creek again at night time, fuck some big old buffs, but just didn't keep the hooks in them. The um, the little jetty rats that have been fishing, like where the the boats kept, when we're back in Cairns at um at Marlin Marina there, so like that's right in the middle of town, the main. Yeah. Yeah. The jetty rats on there. We were sitting there one day, one arvo, just cleaning up on the boat and that sort of stuff, and the kid starts hollering and hooting, and he got a metery off um off there. That's sick. Yeah, it was awesome. I was just so pumped. This kid was just like, Wee! yeah. How good the grummies froth up there, hey? Yeah. There's a every day um, they fish it. They love it. There was a um, there's a fella there. Um, I forget his name. Just an old, just an old boy. Just looks like he hangs out there every single day. Oh, his name's on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, uh, um, just an old school Cairns guy. I'd been fishing there for, well, I don't know. For as long as he's been mm. out there, fucks me a long time. We'll just say that I'm getting tired. <laughs> and um, he was telling us literally as soon as the nets came out, it was just it was like 
all of a sudden you start seeing more consistency and more consistency and now um it's just non-stop like on mm. the like he gets the tides right and he hugs that uh the drop off he reckon yep. he reckon they just that he wails them and almost every day he's catching fish out there yeah so that's sick to see he said they used to net it and they used to like link the nets at the front of the oh yeah yeah off the there. front of the um the the wall there the marina wall apparently they used to absolutely pound it but yeah yeah there's little channels in that through there that run pretty close to the wall and yeah like um when you if you can at times you run through there on on side scan and just Lights up. Uh, yeah. Are they hard to get to eat when you know, get them on those drop-offs? No. But, um, oh, you mean on your way out? Yeah, like or if we were running around just checking shit out in the boat and stuff like that. But um, yeah, apparently so. I, I don't know. I think if you guys catch them, there's probably like yeah, there's locals there that, that know their shit, go there at the right times, the right tides or whatever. But just be like anything else, you just got to work out when that bite time is on that that particular area, and you'll get them. Yep. Which is um was pretty awesome. Hopefully, I can do the same in the territory. Yeah, and mm. Spoon, you can't do the same bloody barabouting. We can't have a can't have a duel again. Yeah, I know. I, I'm I'm gonna miss it. That is one. Gotta think who, who can I? Who Eighty can I, boats in it this year. Can't call anybody out. How many was in last year? Oh, like I think they topped it at sixty, but just oh. with the way they did their ballot system and that this year, eighty boats. But yeah, damn. spreading it across like a large area, that whole net free yeah, area. Yeah, I was going to so. say, well, it's not just the Fitzy anymore. You've got yeah. that whole net free zone. And I think the Fitzy's been fishing pretty tough, like talking to Griffo yesterday, because they've got the um, uh, the Bass Nation, yeah, Bass Nation bar- one this weekend. Yeah, this weekend. So <laughs> shout out to Griffo and Krim. Hope you slay it. But um, they, yeah, he's saying it's, it's been fishing pretty hard, and if you can put a couple of fish in the boat each day, he'll be happy. So Yep. Yeah, but and the tides looked all right. Griffo always says that when he comes through and pounds them. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so like a couple of fish in the boat means I'm only going to catch fifteen a day. Yeah, call his bluff. That's that's him. And then Griff, as uh, Crim's doing the other fifteen himself. So yeah, yeah, fishing a yeah hundred and fifty percent different techniques. Savages, <laughs> unbelievable. Two between them and Compain, probably the three best bar anglers in this country. Yeah, easily. Those guys are I freaks. Think if they're if they're good at bar, they'd be good at any sort of fishing, man. Yeah, oh, for sure. But I think I mean those guys are just so dialed into how it works. Yeah, you, know, you can pretty much put them anywhere, and they're gonna suss it out. They're, um, no, I just mean in the gun. sense that bar are such a difficult fish and yeah. they're so sensitive. Yeah, you can work yeah. Them, man. Yeah, if you, you can work do, out most species. Powley's yeah. a good um, example of that. Yeah, well, I mean he's just a fisherman, Powley. You know, like yep. he's not. You can't just pigeonhole him in um in one thing and say oh he's a good barra fisherman or he's a nah, good he's good everywhere you know, a good this he's just you know in the times that i've fished with him and stuff like that both down here and up there he just froths on it i took him one day to kawong bar yeah because he was down here because like oh i need to catch yep. some australian bass gotta tag some more bass for my next you know dick pulling which one's kawong bar Kwong Bar is the one that's off North Pine Down. So you got it's not North Pine. It's no, off no, North no. Pine. It's it's a it's a smaller um, like secondary reservoir off North Pine at, at Petrie. So um, it's been stocked for a fair while with Aussie bass and also um, with Saratoga. It's a pretty good toga fishery. You got to um, show us around the traps a little bit. I'll be living. Yeah, like, literally right near there. In the in the smear. Yeah, in the cash smear. Yeah, I've gone from great uh, grace smears. No, Ghetto Brook Down to, to Ghetto Brook Papsmere. And then to up to, what is it called? Papsmere, did you yeah. say? Cashmere. 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 <laughs> You're in um, my hood now. Well, I'm excited to move there's up not there, many, man. There's not many brown people there, so look out. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah well, I'm half dude. I just, I just uh, wear long sleeves everywhere. Yeah, you'd no be right. recognize the thing. Yeah. You're not, <laughs> you're not from round here, boy. You're not from round here. 
But, um, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, took, took him there and, like, you know, the one of the rock walls, you just you can throw, like, vibes, like little vibes and shit off there and, and just it's around the bubble. So there's always bass around there. And he was, yeah, like, prime example. The guy was just frothing on it, just catching, like, 25-centimetre bass. Yeah. You know, just because I love it, was, it, man. I love it. I love it when people just froth just being on the yeah. water regardless of what you're chasing yeah he was it was and he tore me down too i was like throwing plastics and all sorts of stuff hey man it's pally don't feel too bad eh? yeah i know he just started and he wasn't even fishing gulp <laughs> wasn't even throwing gulp shrimps wasn't throwing gulp shrimps but gulp shrimps are life I've oh my god that, the hay fever box is getting to me eh? it's good i can actually see the old person's hand crawling out <laughs> like, chris henry i'm allergic to zombies <laughs> um yeah that's sick well i'm gonna be up there i'm gonna give that place up Okay. Yeah, there's plenty of that sort of stuff. Tilapia on the flies are always uh, good around there. In, in North Pine or the Kongbar as well? It's uh, all the same shit really, eh? Yeah, North Pine's probably easier because it fluctuates a bit with... I live um, like with, this close to North Pine. Yeah, I know. If, if Because no, no one can see this, I'll describe it. I'm holding my fingers about the size of Justin's dick. I'd say a bee's dick. It's a bee's dick. A bee's dick, A yeah. little bee's dick A little there. bee's dick, yeah. A bit bigger than mine, that's it. Uh yeah, it's um, it's it's pretty sick little fishery. I mean, I grew up on that side of on Brizzy and and used to go down there, used to ride the deadly treadley down there, and do that sort of stuff. Deadly treadley down to, yeah, um, thingy North Pine. Like yeah. after after school, have a turd in the bush. Is it fishing baits? Pre- fish pretty hard. Oh, uh, yeah, like off the bank. I think sport fishing wise, you know, there's a, everyone that goes out there, and uh, it gives it a pounding. I remember when the dam was real low, um, two thousand and. Six, two thousand five, two thousand six. That was yeah. when all the dams in southeast Queensland were mega low, and you used to walk out on one side of the dam. You'd um, you could walk out on this huge point um, that that went out to the main creek, like sorry, the the main riverbed, so the North Pine River, and you'd like line up there with a bunch of my mates before work, and we'd catch. Like individually, you catch thirty to forty bass over fifty before yeah. work. No, oh, that's sick. It was just epic. There was a huge school, absolutely massive. Is it good land based? Yeah, man. It I'm can't, just it... tossing up whether to um because I got the my permit. Oh fuck! Actually, I got to go check the dates to see when to pick up the key. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. I pay for my permit so I can get on there. Well, that's and I got to get a kayak or a little tinny or something. Yeah, I'm well, excited. The, the good thing about the permit is obviously they're extending it out to um to a larger area to be able to fish, now, which is good. Are. Yeah, yeah. So out to where the areas where the last couple of or last three or four of those um info fish tagging days have been out there. Okay. So that's that's been pretty epic. But I mean, they they were way 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 better before the dam went off. Uh, went over because yep. they were just had. That dam just had such a volume. I think, even fishing from the bank, in I've heard those it's spastic now still. Yeah, it's still pretty good. But there's yeah, you know, there's smaller fish. Like it used to just be absolute. Like now it's like yeah, you, know, you catch forties and that sort of stuff, and yeah. it's cool and it's fun. Blah blah blah. It's still the same shit. You throw slugs, like you throw forty gram raiders or forty gram twisties and stuff just, like that. I just slow blinked it. Just. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, what? Are you kidding me? It's apparently it's cool now. It's called shore jigging. Back then it was just throwing. Oh, 40 shore gram. jigging. Yeah. Oh yeah. Back back then it was just throwing forty gram raiders or TN sixties. Slugging. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And mainly. And what you just mainly peg slug. raiders and slow roll. Yeah. No, you just burn and kill them. Bass. Yeah. Burn Why? and kill. What are they eating that's doing that? Oh, bonies in there. Mainly yeah. bonies, but yeah, okay. they're just. 
they they were dumb as fuck. They'd never seen lures before because no one could fish it. You know, in that area of the dam, you can't get there even with the permit. Yeah. And they were stacked up you in couldn't, the riverbed. You couldn't or you can? No, you, you, can't, you steal. can't. You can't steal in that area okay. of the dam. But well, it was... I better, I better check the zoning, eh? Yeah, you, you're probably best. <laughs> we'll look at that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck it, I'll figure um, it out. So there was that and just... They were just dumb as shit. I think my best two fish one morning, like, you know, like, because I was full, full keen Bassmaster back then, was my, my best two fish was seven kilos, so three and a half kilos Jesus each. Christ. Yeah, and they were like 50. They were fork length, like 54s. And just big bellies on Yeah, them. yeah, well, big were, and that's where they were, because up towards the damn wall that was, so they're breeding in those areas. Yeah. But even before that, like, I remember a couple of years before that, like, um, would have been probably 2001, 2002, and... I had myself some real sophisticated tackle, which uh, comprised of a semi-graphite Wilson baitcaster, five foot six, well, for the record. A, uh, a, I'm sure people write it down. A Coralus, I think, was the the real, like one of those like $100 Shimano round baitcasters, yep. um, which just cast like balls. I'm glad they've done better with their, with their cheap gatecasters now. And I think I begged, borrowed, or stole some braid from somewhere and it was definitely 20 pound bionic because bionic is life still to this day line, eh? no still to this day bionic is life <laughs> but and it had definitely gone white yeah as good bionic does that's like the oh bloody um what do you call it fly line yeah and and the trick then was mcgavin's view which is right where the dam is like uh, it's actually um on the dam wall itself where you can look back up the dam Yep. And underneath McGavin's view, there's like this big like rock wall section, obviously where they'd pushed all you know rock up against. To, hey man, to don't give away all my secret spots, bro. I can tell you the secret. You had to wait <laughs> in winter time till there was a absolutely motherfucking howling southwester. Okay. Like you know those big uh, westerlies yeah. that come yeah. in that are just like yeah, the, the ones, ones I just say inside. Yeah, the ones where your balls freeze. The clear, the sky is ridiculously clear, and he went down there. And the lure at the time to throw was a Lure Jensen's Hot Lips. Remember them? <laughs> nope. They're like, they're, they're mad ass like Yankee Bass Lure. Like yeah. so fat, like a fat crank. Yeah, With okay. this ripping lip on them. So they dove like, yeah, like a, a man's 15 plus, but they would have gone to like 25 foot. <laughs> yeah. So you, you had to piff them directly into the wind as yep. far as you could. And then, 10 meters yeah and then you just cranked like fuck for the first 10 meters to get them down yeah. and you maybe were in the strike zone for five to six meters which is right at the bottom of the rock wall yeah and as you first hit the bottom of the rock wall it went dunk, 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 crack Bang. 50s oh wow that's sick. and it was just like oh, chasing I'm them up the rock walls and then some days you oh. got real lucky you caught yourself an abandoned red claw trap and still in that red claw trap was a fuck load of red claw, so you got yourself that's, some dinner. That's hilarious. This, can you chase red claw up there? Oh fuck yeah, they're everywhere. It's heaps. Yeah, heaps still. Heaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still they, heaps. Do they get big? Yeah, they get massive in that dam. Like yes, huge. Like um, I'm I've, going commercial and red claw. Yeah, Captain Commercial. Like I've I've caught <laughs> him in there where the tail section's like the size of a can of um. How hard to chase? What do you use for them? Um, the best bait that I've found, because again, we used to do soap and shit for those. Yeah, things, you yeah? can do that. Um, the best bait for us was half boiled spuds. So pelagic potato, I loved it. Yeah. Um, half boiled spuds and, um, uh, rock melon. Interesting. Yeah, Done. man. I want to give it a Done. crack, man. We started off using, um, like cat food and stuff like that. 
but um, you just catch bulk turtles. It's not real cool. We have to come up. I'm gonna make a. Uh, I'll do a little podcasting room up there when I get yeah. there as well. We'll we can, we can do like the NPD special. I'm gonna how I'm to illegally gonna... fish North Point Dam because what was happening at that spot, not McGavin's view, but the other one, is the um, some water were cottoning onto it. And so we'd walk out there in the dark and get out there and then fish and fish and fish. And then Ranger would come by, but we, he'd always come by when he just started at like 7.30 yeah. in the morning. So it was sick. He'd be like, you guys are going to go. You've got to go now and get in the back of the ute. So then he'd pretty much give us a lift because it was like a K and a half walk out there. <laughs> he was so dumb to start with. It's just like we do it every day because he'd just give us a lift back into our cars so we could go to work. That's and then he cottoned on. He's like, no, you fuckers can walk. That's funny. How's like... Is it, should it be that big of a drama? Oh, look, it shouldn't be, but the, it's a public liability issue, you know, because yeah. it's owned by some water. If you fall over and hurt yourself, um, they're liable because you're on their, you know, so that. But the other thing that I've heard with it is that as far as the water, and, and this is the reason why it's so difficult to, um, uh, to gain boating okay, access yep. on there and, and all the limitations that they put on is that, so take, for example, the... Um, Wyvernho Dam, as an example, compared to North Point Dam. So, mm-hmm. Wyvernho Dam is obviously flood mitigation, but it's also um, where we get you know water from. But that we don't get it out of the dam. They release controlled flow of water out of the bottom of the dam. It flows down the Brisbane River, and at Mount Crosby Weir, that's where the water is picked up, and then it goes through the uh, the filtration process, yep. pumped out to the houses. So it gets both riverine filtration yep. as it goes down. As well as um, the the you know the, the chemical station. processes yeah. and stuff like that, the issue with North Pine Dam is that they have to pull the water directly from the dam, and they also don't have a facility large enough to support um, the total the network. Of, yeah, okay. yeah, where they do at Mount Crosby. So their fear there is that if it becomes if their supply becomes contaminated, they can't they don't have the additional level of um, of uh, riverine filtration. Uh, to be able to, you know, pump to the houses and all that sort of stuff. Dropping so, some fucking knowledge there, Justin. I wanted to know why I couldn't fish on it, so I asked some questions. Good shit. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. So that that's what I've heard, and that might be, you know, someone's probably listening who works with some water and is going, oh, no, you're full no, shit. No, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> so it doesn't don't, get that big of an email, audience. Don't email in and tell me I'm wrong because I'm sounding good now. It doesn't get that much of an audience. Yeah, so that's, um, <laughs> that's what I heard. But, you know, it's, again, it's a cool fishery. When it did dump, you know, went over in um in the floods. You know, the most epic thing from there was all the little um rivers like the South Pine River that I grew up real living real close to and used to like go down on my deadly treadly and catch um spangled perch and stuff down there and catfish and shit. You know, that then just flooded full of dirty big bass. Yeah. So that was cool, you know, paddling those systems like the north pine the south pine yeah just um, natural um yeah yeah and stuff like that and yeah. and you know fish that were tagged and it was funny because before it overflowed we did some tagging days with info fish there yeah and fish that we tagged in the dam were turning up you know right at the you know, like a cash's crossing and places like that yeah you know, which is at is, albany creek that sounds cool yeah albany yeah. creek so when you drive out to your house at um papsmere yeah. As you go through Albany Creek, you'll go across I'm that using bridge. That too. Yeah, perhaps me. Perhaps me. Oh, you'll dude. go through the bridge over the bridge there, and that's Cash's Crossing. And watch out, because um, oh, what do they call him? Birdman used to live under there. Crazy motherfucker. Oh, uh, dude, it is all 
alien nation over there. To me, I've no idea yeah. where I am. Yeah, I mean, I know you're, I'm now pretty much outside for life, but that was that was my hood. Yeah, okay. You have to come do give us a walkthrough up yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> well, don't talk to that dude. Yeah, people really. are crazy. That's where bloody crazy Al or Yeah, that's, is. that's stabby, stabby. <laughs> stabby, stabby. <laughs> but, um, nah, that, yeah, North Point's sick. Uh, that little Kowong bar, you can get kayaks on there too. And, yeah. Yeah. and you don't need permit for no no you can just go and fish that's what mac was telling me yeah you just get abused by the dudes in the ski club on a saturday because apparently apparently um well they've got like a 90 water around there i'll find somewhere yeah they've got like a 99 year lease on the the land that attaches to the dam for the ski club there's like five members and just pompous well there's basically there's three things that on on the dam there's the the ski club which is only open like one one day in like a month the rowing uh, club, yeah, which is cool. They've got like a um, like you know, all them boys set up and shit. Yeah, you know, like you know, a kilometer or whatever, so they can do their training Lame. and stuff. Yeah, and they're mad as long as you stay out of their way. They're good dudes, eh? They'll you know if they're. they're I don't really a... give a fuck. Huh? I'm not going to get in anyone's way if they yeah. complain about it. Well, that you do, do get that. in their are, way. Are you allowed to be in there? Yeah, you're allowed to be in there, they but can suck it. I just want to oh, go man. in their way. We've had massive blowups with the doodle chewers and the ski club. Yes, do the old Mick Horn headphones in. Yeah, pretty well. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, but you you will get out into the middle of the dam because you get mad schooling sessions out there. So okay, you'll you'll like sound them well, up on the sounder. I just want to do it on a Saturday morning and everybody's happy. That's when the fuckheads in the ski club are there, like with their. That's what I mean. Three fifty fucking yeah, Why would you around. want to be on the water when that's happening anyway? Oh, because I like to go fishing, and that's where I was. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but no, no it's mean for me. Um, the weed, the weed edges are sick. You know, at certain times of year, good edge little bite. crankbaits and shit. Love edge yep, bite. Love a good edge bite. Yeah, edge bite. So top water's pretty good too. You know, you pick up, you get there early enough, pick up a few fish on top water. So you catch some. We were saying togas, yeah. Togas there. I've I've caught togas in weird ways, like trolling the damn basin with TN60s and caught them. Togas, they're so dumb. They're just weird. I love them, but they're cool they're fish. They're sick. They're the they're best fish, man. I mean, it's not my favourite place to catch togas, but they're in there and they're breeding and it hey seems man, to be going I'm not well. I'm going to turn my nose up at a toga. Nah. God damn. Toga. Um, shit, we've been going for a while. We should wrap this shit up, eh? No, oh, if you want to. Um, well, we're gonna we're gonna jump over and do one for yours. You got time? Yeah, you always. Wanna, you want to do a um a bait bucket? We will. So you, uh, you you listen out there, people. Obviously, one of the other things that I do when I'm not pulling my dick or fishing is... Because there's um, only two things that he does. Well, I've got a wife, funnily enough, and I still do that. But um, <laughs> don't listen, Kate. Um, she's not going to listen. No, no, of course she's not. <laughs> don't worry. It involves fishing and me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bait bucket. If you haven't, uh, haven't had a listen out, um, check it out. So uh, you can jump onto iTunes or you can jump onto Stitcher. And you can search the bait bucket, and you will find that there is another series of podcasts out there about fishing. And um, we got twelve already. That I think so. Season one, yeah. We're season just one. About to, we're just about to crack the egg into season two. Season two, yeah. So get on it, Fez features the first in. One um, there. So if you want to hear more from my dirty head, yep, yep, and a few other different people. It's pretty, pretty technical. We're that's, that's how we roll. That. Yeah, good as gold. Thanks for the shout out. No, no dramas. We'll um. Well, that pretty much sums it up from us. I'm going to leave it at that, eh? Good. Keep it real, people. Peace Catch you out. out the water. Love you all. Love you. Any uh, any questions, feedback, you know, hit us up on the Instagram page. Same thing. U-N-F-I-W-L-E-T-E-D. Unfiltered. And that's Facebook and Instagram. Slides I and can't be pics. bothered doing the rest. But I struggle just to get the bloody podcast up here now. But um, I told you, chumps to bloody... 
get a hold of me, ask questions and shit. There's about three people that ask questions. That does not measure up with the amount of downloads this gets. So bloody get on there. I'm talking to you. I don't care who you think you are. I want to hear from you. Um, things are going to change up a little bit from now on. Nicky, uh, he's obviously not going to move with me to the north side. So it's a good, solid hours drive out of there. Um, I'd love to have him on every single podcast, but he said he'll still do them. We'll see. Um, I'm sure he'll he'll get an itch for it and want to make his way over there. So hopefully I can get one in with him before I leave. If not, um, I'm sure we'll make it happen. But um, it's going to be solo fezzy from now on, so bloody get used to it. And if anyone's from the north side oh no, and doesn't want to come on that podcast and play their phones... Um, <laughs> you need to say this. I just got a message. Glenn McDonald. Let me finish this. No. Get onto there. <laughs> Get on to Instagram, hit me up, slide in my DMs. If we've got uh, a show that we think is going to um, be any good, we'll bloody get in there and get it done. Anyway, this is this is it from this episode. Peace. See yous.